0: up folks back up at you with another edition of the ozone zone it 's me at Omar Miller. My real name is Omar Miller, but I just say at Omar Miller, so you guys can follow me because I, I need more Twitter followers all right I'm vain, help me out
1: <laughs> Terry Miller at icons there
0: it is and let 's just jump right into it. You know, I want to talk about a, a a disturbing a very, very disturbing thing what is that uh we 're talking about ex Super Bowl champion father and husband, Will Smith, being gunned down in the streets of New Orleans. Tragic. Really, really tragic. He's a young guy, he's 34 years old. Uh, How had, long has he been retired? I would say
1: two years maybe,
0: a year, something like that. I think the last time he played was maybe 2014. He might have signed with the Patriots for a little bit or something like that, but then mm-hmm. he ended up wrapping it up. Um, I met the brother uh, several times. We we sit on the same charity um, Artists and Athletes Alliance and he was a really solid dude man really good guy this is a real loss to the to the world not just the sports world it's another situation of black on black crime which is something that nobody ever really speaks about which right. is terrible and it's a situation um, where now children are going to be left you know fatherless This is this is bad not just for the sports world this is just a bad example in the community and there's a few wrinkles that I really want to cover here uh, because I want to cover how the 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 nature of poverty and politics cross always make perpendicular contact with regular society and and the sports world and whatnot. Now, the way that I understand it, Will was out with his wife having a good time. He took a picture and posted it on Instagram. He was out with his wife eating dinner. The guy uh, uh, ate dinner, and then he gets in the car. He, from what the video looks like, it looks like he love-tapped the other guy's um, Hummer. Yeah, and then he went around him and kind of bailed out, uh, which would put him in line for a hit-and-run no matter how light it is. That guy then really seemed like he really took it to the next level and gunned his Hummer to chase down Will's uh, Mercedes G-Wagon. And Will got out of the car and was walking, they had some some words, and then Will's walking back to his car, where, from what I understand, he shot Will six times in his back. Right. And then proceeded to shoot his wife as well, which is... Six six times
1: in the back and once in the front.
0: Yeah, this is a lot of... This is a lot. That's that's a lot of lead. And, uh, of course, you know, Will passed away on the scene. Pierre Garçon was, uh, you know, there as well in the car in front, and Will's wife is now recovering in the hospital. Uh, But, you know, realistically, she'll be recovering from that for the rest of her life. Um, But the thing that I find that I wanted to talk about was that I found very interesting is the man who killed Will Smith then just waited for the police peacefully and pretty much just surrendered and turned himself in. One thing that I find here that I think is going to be revealed, we'll never fully know all of it because of, you know, this is the nature of the world. But one thing that I find is really, really interesting is Will Smith. All right, let's say this. The, the, the man that gunned down Will Smith, his father was killed by a New Orleans police officer. Right. And his father was killed in, in a suspicious manner, apparently, by, the, by a New Orleans police officer who was then found not guilty. Not coinc or not liable, whatever it is, from the internal, uh, you know, uh, right. investigation. Not so coincidentally, what we find is is that that officer who killed that man's father is who Will Smith was having dinner with. Now that is like yeah. Hitchcocky in there that's that is uh, maybe more of a coincidence it's maybe there's maybe no coincidence yeah. whatsoever no coincidence. and and this is this is what i wanted to speak on is you know you look at a guy like this and, this guy was huge by the way when i first heard right. about it i was like oh this must have been a case of of a guy who wanted some static until you know the nfl player the giant jumped out of his car and everybody saw how big he was and then he was like whoa and then he resorted to the gun this guy is like 6 7 300 himself. This right. guy is a huge guy. He looks like he should have been on the field. Which which also could feed into the speculation of why you would do something like this. You know, why you what would make you say what would make you do something to to put you on, you know.
1: And then he just surrendered.
0: And then he just surrendered. And so it wasn't, you know, he wasn't interested in getting in the shootout or anything like that. So it has to, you have to question, you know, you have to question his motivation. Is it, was there something deeper here? Was he trying to, was this a vengeance killing? Was it pure jealousy? Was it just coincidence that Will was having dinner with the man who, who had taken his father's life? What, you know, it's all just too much. And just for a guy who's a young guy, 34 years old, is so young. A young guy with children, with a wife, and with the world in his, you know, in in his palm, because he was the man down there in New Orleans. I remember seeing him at the Super Bowl when I went to the Super Bowl in New Orleans and oh man, the love was so thorough. People love Will Smith. Really? Oh my goodness. He's a he's a you know, he's a hometown hero. Mm-hmm. They were the major underdogs against the Colts and Peyton Manning when they won that who that uh I love that Super game. Bowl. I that loved was the yeah, game. I was at that game. That was the first Super Bowl I ever yeah. went to um and and they they won that game, and that was a you know he was a big underdog uh that team was a big underdog, and he was a big reason they won he was a starting defensive end man he was a monster and uh and and it's just unfortunate it just begs to speak about you know a deeper epidemic with this terrible connection between poverty and how that poverty produces so many of our professional athletes in the united states um you know especially in in team sports like football, like basketball, um, you know, uh, and and all of this, the gun violence and the police violence and the the black-on-black crime, I think it's all tied to poverty, and it's, it's just unfortunate because literally you got a guy that's literally got the world in his palm, man. He was living good down there.
1: Yeah, we'll never know probably, like yeah. you said, but it's just tragic because he did that in front of his wife, and how do you ever get that out of your head? I don't know if you can,
0: you know, I don't I don't know if you can uh, if you can ever get that out of your head. But there's
1: definitely something going on that hasn't been released yet. So we have to wait until the you know, the investigation goes and runs its course, because there's obviously way more because it's like you said, it's a jealousy. I think it might be a combination of it all. You know, maybe so. Yeah, maybe so.
0: I mean, that guy's riding around. I mean, I just don't understand. You're a huge guy. Will's a huge guy. If y'all you guys if, if it's going down like that, then hey, you, you guys, guys just gotta chunk him. them yeah. up.
1: Hey, see who, who puts tips on who. Right, right. And, but they said that Will Smith also also had a gun in his car, but he never branded shit.
0: Well, he had a legal gun in his car mm-hmm. and he had a he had he was like he had a licensed gun in his glove compartment. And what about that guy? Was his gun licensed? I don't know that yet. But I know that Will's gun was licensed. In his glove compartment, it never came into play in the actual altercation I mean I don't know who said what or any of that stuff but it's just
1: really disturbing really really disturbing and you can't put that on the culture of the NFL either you know
0: no I don't want to put that this yeah. isn't one of those ones or you know like they want like they love to do uh, with the domestic violence and so on and so forth I hate to break it to the world but domestic violence is the culture of humanity yeah and it's uh it's it's not right. But there's there are are men beating women up all over the right. world, and it's not right. And it's not just the NFL. Uh, it, it's just I think it, they, these guys have a microscope on you know. Oftentimes they actually have a camera on them, so that definitely changes the the effect. But yeah, it's I don't think this is a culture of the NFL. This is two guys who who got into something that that went way farther. So now you have several lives ruined. And affected if not ruined And maybe generational Possibly generational Behind a fender bender And I'm known for getting hyped up When i get getting in traffic right. myself mm. And it's really caused me to You know to, to really reflect on that And to figure out Is it really worth it You know to get out And bust a guy's face up
1: uh, You know Because it can go this far you know, it can really go this far. Well, you never can tell who you're going to run into, especially with a guy who has nothing to lose. Will Smith has a lot to lose. We don't know what this guy's background is, but obviously he has some kind of problem. If he wants to, if he wants to take it there, it's not that. If serious. you want to
0: go that far, you already have a problem. If if somebody tapping your bumper and
1: driving away,
0: obviously you were close enough to him uh, where you could have gotten his license plate number. Right. So if that, you know, if it was like that.
1: Well, from the video footage you see, where uh, Will Smith might have bumped his bumped his rear end, but at, I know in insurance terms they call it the, the what is it, the, sw- the swat, the sw- swoop squat swoop and squat, and I don't know if that's what he was doing, but it looked like he hit his brakes. Yeah. And I don't know if there was a light in front of him or anything. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's, hard to, it's hard to speculate, and, you but know, it's unfortunate. But obviously, uh-huh, if you hit someone in the rear, you're supposed to stop, but definitely you should never take it to the point where you're going to take somebody's life. There's no comeback from that.
0: No, there's no comeback. Well, prayers out to the Smith family and uh, everyone affected by this, and hopefully law enforcement gets down to the bottom of it. Speaking of getting down to the bottom of it, stay the course, stay on time, and take the lead with Ritmo Mundo. You know, it's some wonderful timepieces that Ritmo Mundo is turning out nowadays, and uh, we're fortunate enough to have them ourselves. You should look into getting one for you out there, ladies and gentlemen. Ritmo Mundo, R-I-T-M-O, Mundo, as in the world, dot com. So want to speak on this NFL situation. I think brother Dave might have something to say. Sure he does. What's up, folks? Trucker Dave, you are in the ozone. We're happy to have welcome you. Welcome home, Yeah, Welcome home. Tell us this: Where are you in this beautiful country, the United States of America? Now, give us a give us a USA road report. In the beautiful state
2: of Montana. Beautiful. It is about fifty-two degrees. Sunny skies. What more could you
0: ask for? I mean, you could ask for Los Angeles because we're banging at about 87 <laughs> with uh, sunny skies. But but you can't be mad. Everybody isn't in paradise. What can you do? No, don't you You know, we still love you. you always welcome, Trucker Dave. Now, listen, we're going to jump right into it. We're talking NFL now. Uh, we want to talk about uh, – we want to start off and talk about this mammoth trade that the Rams just pulled off. What do you think about that? Pretty
2: good move. I mean, you got two – franchise quarterbacks right at the top of the draft. And, you know, after that, uh, the prospects are going to fall off. So the Rams are looking for a franchise quarterbacks, and I think it was a good deal. I mean, if one of these guys pans out, I mean, what did you really lose?
0: a good point. Right. And it's news. I think in a city like Los Angeles, with the Rams moving to a city like Los Angeles, it's very important to actually continue the news cycle to get people excited about the Rams coming to town. Right. You know what I mean? And so they got something new to build on. they got new players that are going to be coming. It's great. Got to build up the
1: fever pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think it's absolutely great because uh, what I understand, they've already sold most of their, their- I don't know if that's for the preseason, uh, four for the season, but you know they're doing—they're
0: off to a crazy start. Well, people are football crazy. I can tell you that from you know that's a, that fuels a big success of the show Ballers that I'm on on HBO. People really love football and everything surrounding it. I think that uh, I think it's a good move. I think that I also would like to get your take on what do you think about Jeff Fisher saying that the deal was done, but they waited to announce it uh, till the till after Kobe Bryant's last game as a respect to an LA legend.
2: <laughs> you know who's the biggest starting Kobe Bryant in LA, man? That dude is legendary and that's the way he should go out, man. The way he went out, wow. Yeah. I mean,
0: and I mean I mean so much so that they held up the news, the Rams held up the news of their trade for this. That, I thought that was amazing.
2: Well, it's Kobe so so, you know, <laughs> the Rams are coming back and people are gonna be rejuvenated because they left up to like uh eighty eight, eighty nine, maybe nineteen ninety. Now they're coming back, they'll be playing in the tall skill. But when that new stadium gets built and they start holding the NFL combines in
1: LA, watch to see everything change. Wow, it's a beautiful
0: stadium, too. Oh, yeah, see, man, those man, designs it's... are incredible. Going to really turn around Inglewood. Really excited about that. Well, we yeah, want to cover I... uh, another, another, uh, another NFL uh, situation with you. See how you feel about Josh Gordon. This guy, you just can't seem man. to get it together. Josh Gordon seems to think that he has uh,
2: Johnny Mandel's oil money. Um, you know, Johnny Manziel is not going to fall No matter what happens I mean, they just said he did $32,000 Worth of damage in a match and big deal I mean, he doesn't play football Big deal I mean, Johnny Manziel is going to be Johnny Manziel But Josh Gordon is the one that has to watch out Because uh, his days are numbered, You know, unlimited But you know what, I just, I just heard That he does have a lot of teams looking at him The problem that he has is If the the commissioner gives him an exception, you know, pretty soon your body starts to deteriorate at your level of where you were playing
0: well, you see it in football all the time. You see a guy yeah. who's literally all world one season and the next season they're using him as a possession receiver or or maybe
1: not even in the league at all, right, and you have to get conditioned to take that impact because a lot of guys you know they get out of the the thing of getting hit and they have to get you have to be able to absorb that kind of punishment. You just can't walk out there and get hit like that yeah
2: when you can't getting high almost every day. You know <laughs> I don't know, getting high every day actually
0: helps your tolerance of to getting hit. Maybe it doesn't, we don't know. Uh but I know that there's there's a there's I, I hate to see this because the young man seems to really be uh you know, the, the young man seems to really be on the wrong track with this and there's only so many chances that they're gonna give him. And when you're dealing with a guy like Commissioner Goodell, he can shut you down, he can turn off your, your spigot at any time.
2: Yeah. That is so true. That is so, so true. And, you know, what you really hate to see is a guy as talented as him, you know, just throw all his talent away. It's and, the truth, uh, man, because you
0: know, this guy could be one of the, the, the best receivers in all of football when he plays. Well, I don't
2: know if you could be better than
0: Antonio Brown, but he could be pretty good. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I said one of. I mean, Nino Brown, Tony Totap is over there. He's uh, ridiculous. And he's awesome on Dancing with the Stars. What do you want from Antonio Brown? This guy's just stone-cold winner, this guy.
2: That guy is a stone cold winner. He's not just a possession receiver. He's an everything receiver. He can return kicks, and man, he's only about what five nine, five ten, yeah. and not holding the guy is considered like nine catches, one hundred thirty-six yards, and two touchdowns. <laughs> I remember with Malcolm Butler, they said after the game, well, Malcolm
0: Butler did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> nine judges, 136 yards and a touchdown. That's not holding a guy. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's it's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, he did the uh, the pilot episode of Ballers. Great guy. He was great to hang out with. Yeah, him and Deshaun Jackson. And he was great. Really, really humble guy, Antonio Brown. He was really, really cool. I appreciated that. Wow. Well,
2: you know what I, the fans, that's That's one of the good things that people like to hear, you know. People want their stars to be stars. They want them to be good
0: on the field and off the field. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, and he took it even to the next level of that, and he was working out with The Rock. He was working out with Dwayne. They put a bunch of pictures up on Instagram of him. Dwayne uh, invited him to the Iron Paradise, and they went and uh, and moved that weight around.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's That's how you get to be the best, you know. I mean, people don't see the work that they do off the field. But well, from what I understand, even Tom Brady and uh Julian Ellison come out here where I'm at now in the off season and just practice this in Montana, like pitch and catch. Wow. So
0: that's what it takes. Yeah, hey, listen. I I've I've heard that same thing, and we actually uh we allude to something like that on season two of Ballers. It's gonna be interesting to see if that's uh if we're letting a cat out of the bag on on a on a situation like that. Well, uh, yeah, you, you got
2: anything else uh,
1: for Trucker Dave? Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard that Eddie Lacy got himself in great shape.
2: He did. He was supposed to be working out with uh, I think the owner of T98, and he dropped a lot of weight. And, Tony Horton uh, is it he should be a, a lot faster now. Um,
0: but will you know, he, he stop the putting the ball point. on the carpet?
2: You know, as time remains. <laughs> <laughs> the time. <laughs> Problem with the Packers is that they're not active in the off season, and they only like to sign their own players. And you know, with free agency, you really have to build your team through the draft and with free agency. You can't just say, "Oh, you know, we're not anybody. else. I don't sign anybody's anybody's free agent because you know some of those players can actually help your team, and they need to change around what they're doing because. They still, you know, as you're waiting for Jordy Nelson to come back. But, you know, you still have another veteran receiver out there. They just cut James Jones. and let him go. So you're going to have Jordy Nelson, Randall Copson, and still have a good year. And what else?
1: Right. That's a good point. Right. Now, do you still consider Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback in football? Because I've heard a lot of the analysts say that he's um, still the best quarterback in football. I necessarily don't agree.
2: I think if you can, if you can put the right pieces around him, I mean, it's just like, you know, Barry Bonds is a good player. You give him steroids, now he's great, you know. So if you take and give Aaron Rodgers a, so a great talent like uh, Antonio Brown or a good, uh, you know, free agent receiver, then he's great. But when you don't have a running game and he's got to rely on his talent and he's so scared to throw an interception, <laughs> I mean – I can't really. I really think Russell
0: Wilson is the best. Russell Wilson is tremendous, yeah. and he showed you in that second half what he decided to turn it up. He, he led the
2: league in
1: passing this year, last year, right? Did he? Well, yeah. I, he,
2: he became a pocket passer, and he's a dual threat, and he makes great decisions. That's what it he is. He manages as
1: well, and he doesn't break under pressure. Yeah. No, he loves the yeah, pressure.
2: He has got, what thirty-five to nothing in the championship, I mean, in the semi-championship game, and look at how close he brought it back. Yeah, yeah. only on the road. He almost what can won you that say game. About
0: Interesting. can't say enough
2: about composure. No, that's a good point.
0: Composure is a key, key component in success, especially in success on this level. we are talking about on the highest
1: levels. Right. So, who's your top five quarterback?
2: I mean, top five, you got to go, Cam is right there still. I mean, people are judging Cam because he had a uh, bad game in the Super Bowl. So which, by is. the way,
0: I don't know how bad of a game he actually had since uh, so many of those passes which actually just dropped. Right. Yeah, they were dropped. Um,
2: but God never even been there before. I mean, he was not even supposed to be there. Not just the best top five quarterback. He like has to be the best player last year, man. Yeah, yeah, last year
0: he was the best player in football easily. But but sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. So you got Cam. Who else you got in your top five for the quarterbacks in the league?
2: Well, you going to have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton. Everybody had Carson Palmer in there, but, you know, uh, that's debatable. Um, it's probably somebody I'm leaving out.
1: Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell it's Wilson.
2: Definitely up there. Uh, probably somebody else. I, I love the way Big Ben plays all the time. Uh, all no, the yeah. time.
0: I mean, and for his whole career, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you always feel safe uh, with the ball in Big Ben's hands, without question.
2: Uh, I look at players, period, like – how are you in adversity? That's why my grade on LeBron James is not that high. Even though he's a great player, but in adversity. Look at, look at a guy like Steph Curry. He wants the ball. You know what I mean? Uh, but I will say this. None of those other guys are, have the same amount of pressure that LeBron James has. You know, By being so great, people look at you as always. You always have this big thing on you. You're supposed to come through all the time. But, right you know the great plays. they always come through man they always they always come through you, you know what though,
0: they don't always come yeah. through but what this is what I was speaking about before is that but but winning makes people forget when you don't come through I can remember well, let me say
2: this. the moment is never been too big for the great place. and I, I
0: completely yeah. agree and this is what I was saying that I always agreed uh, I mean that I always appreciated for Kobe Bryant the moment was never too big for Kobe Bryant. Oh, never. The moment is never too big for Floyd Mayweather. The the moment no. in my opinion, the moment is never too big for Russell Wilson, really. Never. The, the, no. You know, the the moment's no, never too big for Derek Jeter. There's a there's a list of guys Forget that the him. moment is never the moment was too big for Barry Bonds a lot. All the time. Every moment. Like it seemed like maybe brushing he his teeth might have been too big from time to time. If, if there was pressure involved, Barry Bonds was not gonna come through. Just like Alex Rodriguez.
1: Right. Right. You know, but Alex Rodriguez got him one ring, which
0: then in turn makes everybody think that he, you know, gives him a pass. Right. But I watched 20 years of A-Rod not being able to make contact.
1: But he carried him that year, though, and he got away with it. He got away with it.
0: That maybe he should go back to kate hudson i don't know i mean maybe he's got his own money i don't think he needs that billionaire lady's money <laughs> well uh, yeah he does well he's
2: got that, that new chick now so, <laughs> so, so what awesome. do you think
0: about what do you think uh last thing while we got you on the road trucker dave we know you got to focus out there uh uh we know you're practicing safe driving right now but uh what do you think about this playoff scenario who do you got coming out of the east who do you got coming out of the west
2: I have, uh, of course, Cleveland coming out of the East, and I think that Golden State will come out of the West because San Antonio has a weakness in the point guard. They're not consistent in point guard, so they will not be able to beat Golden State. And a team that is good in point guard can actually challenge Golden State. That's why, surprisingly, i like the Cleveland Cavaliers to
0: win it all. Whoa! Wow! Nice, nice. I, that's I, like what I like I like that too. That's a the thorough explanation of who and why. I, you know yeah. what? I don't. For me, it's just gonna. It's really hard for me to bet against Popovich in the in the playoffs. Yeah. And too. I, I think that when they go head to head, that series is going to be a royal rumble. And I think it may end up being those kind of lopsided games where you have, you know, right. like one blowout followed by another blowout, blah blah blah. But I don't know. Well,
2: the problem is.
0: Golden State can win in San Antonio, but can't San Antonio win in Golden State. We're going to find out. Well, good Dave, always good to have you in the O-Zone. You are a true family member, and we will talk to you soon. Be careful out there on the road.
2: Okay, this is just for you
1: guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's my man.
0: That is my man. And he always comes with a great perspective. Sure does. He'd be a great GM. He'd be a great executive for an NFL team. He has a great and you know, like he, he always has the why. He does a thorough analysis of why he feels the way that he feels.
1: His analytic game is together.
0: It is, and it doesn't ever feel personal. You yeah. know what I mean? It's always about the actual thing.
1: Yeah. Uh wanna
0: go wanna go to boxing now. Wanna talk about Adrian Broner again.
1: Man, they just indicted the kid. And not
0: only did they indict him. He got caught on a, I think it was a DUI speeding oh, yeah. up the highway, you know, cry while for he was out on bail. Cry for help. I mean, you you said it.
1: You called it. You said it, that it was a cry for help. Uh, and everybody sees him as a walking economy, so they're all, you know, people are there grabbing. Nobody's there trying to hold the kid up. What do you think he needs to do to get his life?
0: Is he somebody that jail would help, or would, does he need, like, the military? He needs either
1: or. But he I don't de- know if jail can help him. This yeah, is the jail thing. jail can help him because then you're going to be told when the, the shit or not shit and when to get up and go to sleep. And he's a guy who's always had his way. And now he's going to have that discipline where it's going to, somebody's going to actually tell him, hey, get up, go do whatever they do and get, go back to bed. And, you know, and maybe, you know, he can't work out like he used to. And that working out is addictive in itself. So, I well, think, I don't
0: think working out is his problem. No, it's
1: not. It's not, but once you take that away from him, it's going to be a problem. Floyd had the same thing when he was locked up. What did he say? He said that how am I going to, you know, sustain myself if I if I can't work out and do the things I'm normally used to do? You take you're taking things away from these guys and and maybe in that they'll recognize what they have. But at this point, he's really, you know, he's just I think he needs to cry for help the military would definitely but you know a guy like Adrian Broner would never go in the military because he's got too much money and too much you know he can tell people what he's going to do and what he's not going to do not really though once you sign that paper but he really feels like that he'll end up in the brig there
0: i don't know i mean i think it's uh i think it's you know unfortunate i really hope that the young man gets himself together um because it's it's just like you said it's a cry for help he's a very talented young man and yet and opportunities are slim and none in life. They yeah. sure are, especially for the young black man. Yeah, I think that you got to, I think that we have to go with that old adage that when you know better, you do better. And he needs to know better. Somebody needs to teach him better, you know, so that he can actually start doing better.
1: Right. But why would somebody do that? Because they're afraid of being cut off. So they're, they're afraid to tell him, hey, man, listen, you're out of pocket. Hey, you know, you're not doing the right thing. So if you do something like that, then he might cut you off. So I better not say nothing. Act like I enjoy it, too. Wow, I mean it says a lot it
0: says a lot to uh you know it says it says a lot about society it just says a lot about the whole i don't know about about the whole the whole where we are i I would like to think, especially with his father being a strainer you know you would like to think that there was somebody who could have some influence on him, but a lot of people just have to learn the way that they have to learn yeah. and there's This is this. That's all it is to it. And you hope that he learns before it's too late, before he runs out of opportunity and potential.
1: And he's, you know, finds himself stuck between a rock and a hard place. Right. I mean, you never can tell how or what type of situation is going to change your life. But obviously he's working. There's there's two roads to take the good and the bad. And he's taking the bad right now. And usually if you go down the bad path, you end up in a bad way. Hopefully he'll you know recognize his error and, you know, try to change his life around. Because, like I said, opportunity is slim and few. Slim and few. Change it from slim and yeah, none. it change to go slim and few. I <laughs> can give you a couple. Maybe three.
0: <laughs> go few. <laughs> Wow, it is. You have anything yeah. else you want to cover? Yeah. Uh honestly I do. I want to sp- Yo, you want to talk about you know what? Let's speak on uh on the NBA. Let's speak on George Carl losing his job after right.
1: years and years of uh mediocrity. Come on, dude. You and and he couldn't get along with Boogie. You can't get along with Boogie. You gotta go. You gotta go. I can't I mean do I keep George Carl or do I keep Boogie? <laughs> That's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. You got to go. It's going to be
0: interesting, though, because we'll see what Boogie's response is next year, whoever this new coach is. Because Big numbers. <laughs> his response is going to be to perform, no doubt about it. But at the same time, everyone has to be clear on the synergy. I think there's something that takes place at the professional level in coaching where it changes, where you go from, you know, in college and in high school coaching kids. And keeping them in line to managing egos when they're professionals and managing more so than it is uh, coaching because their fundamentals are together in a lot of ways. But you have to actually recognize who the stars are. The same thing goes for the refs that, you know, oftentimes you'll watch a game with a ref or the umpire or whatever decides he wants to be a part of the game. And it's like, hey, man, nobody's here to see
1: you. I'm not here to see you. Nobody's here to see you. Yeah, but these guys are still kids, though. And a lot of them are looking for father figures, you know, so maybe George Carl and Boogie just never really meshed. In that sense, you know, because these guys, like you're talking about, a situation where these guys come out and they don't have uh, somebody to tell them right or wrong, or to just take them under their wing and say, "Hey, you know what? This would be a good way to do this, or this would be a good way to do that." And I don't think that George Carl, George Carl's um, style, they they never absorbed it, you know. Mm. Yeah, they didn't buy in. They didn't buy in, and in, and, and since so they didn't buy in, and know. he's really not a winner like that, right? Know? He, he's had a lot of opportunities, and he's really, you know, I don't know what he's ever won. I don't think yeah, he's. I don't think, I don't think he's ever won yeah. the
0: Western he, Conference. He hasn't got over the hump. He yeah, hasn't gotten over it. Even he did we beat went cancer, Seattle, though, right? so he did win his yeah. health, which was great. He won in life. He won in life. Yeah, which is important. Yeah. But as far as him coaching my professional basketball team, I, I think <laughs> I'm going to have to pass.
1: Yeah, I think I maybe put him in the front office. I, you know what? He probably is. He would probably be a great GM. Yeah talent evaluator or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. but overall he had Denver walking and rolling for a little yeah, bit Yeah, he had done a great job with Seattle back in the day though right yeah uh, yeah oh did he go to the finals with Seattle yeah and lose
0: to Jordan of course oh so <laughs> he did win the West
1: yeah yeah so he has
0: won something he did win the West I didn't know that
1: yeah with Sean Kemp and Rod- that ah, cool, right? there we go what am I talking about I'm talking crazy oh, now. okay yeah 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 what about Dave Roberts takes the kid out that that was throwing that no-no Ross Stripling, what do you think? What do you think? Do you agree with that? I mean, they said the catch was up. He was up to a hundred pitches. They were trying to save his arm. He's just off a of Tommy John surgery, and uh, I put a bunch of tweets out. I think it was the
0: stupidest thing in the world. Everybody in the baseball world is, is you know, it's you know, the baseball is a good old boy network, and everybody likes to support everyone. Me personally. I mean, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the next batter ended up going deep and not only ending the no-hitter, but ended up winning the game for them. Yeah. Listen, I'm a firm believer. I used to be able to throw a baseball very hard in the 90s for sure. I could throw a football 70-plus yards on a spiral. Lots of documentation of that with everybody. And the way you get your arm strong is by throwing all the time. And the way that the league is set up now is that you – are supposed to baby your arm. A lot of coddling. And th- that coddling, I think, hurts more people than it helps. I don't think that in your first professional uh, start, you're throwing a no-hitter. You know how hard it is to throw a no-hitter? To professional hitters? To major league in the major leagues? Even There's on the a, Sunday a, league. A li- <laughs> it's just so hard to throw a little league no-hitter. Yeah. Let alone to throw a major league no-hitter, and you are five outs away from getting it done. That means realistically... He was one pitch away from spending a double play right there.
1: Right, and they said that his parents supported Dave Roberts. Decision. I saw that. I don't believe it though.
0: I mean, well, oh, no, they his dad it. was. What do you mean? There's not much you do not believe. They got video of his dad crying and thanking him and coming out with a statement. I don't know what you. I don't know. You don't buy his performance or <laughs> no, what? I don't but buy it. It it was, was, yeah, the, the was, nomination. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't like it. That means you don't believe. But I don't, I was a believer. The, the they supported it because they support the science behind. Hey, let's have a uh, That's true let's let's this they the doctors are telling us that he can't pitch more than 100 pitches and then he gets in a danger zone. To my experience, if you're going to get hurt, I would love to know the numbers on on Tommy John surgeries when a guy got hurt after his 100th pitch versus when a guy got hurt on pitch 30. Right. Because it's the torque that's going into the the ligament
1: that's giving you problems. It doesn't have to do with how many in my opinion. Well, it's in a, what is a high pressure situation as well, you know. You you you're tense maybe. I don't know
0: what that matters either. What I'm saying is 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 that if you're on pitch 35, I saw Dave Dravecki throw his arm completely Ooh, out in a sick. in a non-pressure situation just because he was pitching. I think that was in Montreal. He's either in San Francisco I think or in it was Montreal. In San Francisco when it happened. Was it the second one the time that he did it was in Montreal. Yeah. Um but yeah, or maybe they were just playing the Expos. But yeah, there was uh that 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 uh that had nothing to do. I'm sure Dave Dravecki wasn't at 120 pitches. You know, I don't I don't know how they develop this science, I think that this is a situation where the science actually supports the business. right? And this the science of throwing 100 pitches supports the idea that you can now have a career as a closer with getting one key out against the lefty right. or one key out against the righty. How you about, know?
1: Yeah, how about the idea if, if you just never went with a starting rotation and just like plug and played a bunch of pitchers?
0: Well, I think they've tried that and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm.
1: So I think that this is
0: what they've seen. And now just like how the Golden State Warriors are changing the game of basketball with the way that they play it. Now you're seeing with the way that the Kansas City Royals buttoned up uh, the World Series last year and almost really were 90 feet away from winning it the year before that. They're going back to that uh, 1990s Reds kind of situation with the Bad Boys, where you have if you can get a, a lead after six, the game is over. You yeah, shorten b- the game.
1: Yeah, you build a bridge. Yeah, and then then you got you know set up to the setup to, to to the, the closer, the closer. <laughs> which is lights, lights out. <laughs> yeah, you go from 95 to 97 to 100. You go plus from <laughs> Norm Charlton to
0: Randy Myers to. Rob Dibble to go home. And then you <laughs> go
1: home. <laughs> <laughs> to get your car and lights out. And then you give Eric and then you Davis give, his ring. Is and what Chris Sabo jumps in the car with his uni because he doesn't want to answer questions. <laughs> I'm to <That's> the awesome. <laughs> house.
0: <laughs> Chris Sabo. Chris Sabo, if you're listening to this by any chance, just know you are a friend of the ozone. We love you, Chris Sabo. Yeah. You were an awesome player. Man, loved your goggles. Loved how you played third base. Give us a call. We'd love to shout out Chris Sabo. That would be great. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of another session of The Ozone. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to leave you with a thought from Confucius. By three methods, we may learn wisdom. First, by reflection, which is noblest. Second, by imitation, which is easiest. And third, by experience, which is bitterest. I didn't even know bitterest was a word. I wonder if that's a translation thing for the homie Confucius. Maybe he created it.
1: Well, He's maybe Confucius. He can <laughs> he hey, make up his own words. He his own words. Up. What are you going to do? Your what does Confucius mean? Confucius. Confucius sounds like confusion, but I think that he wasn't confusing at all. We're going to leave you while <laughs> the, philo- the philosopher <laughs> T-Bone
0: Stradamus decides to start doing tongue twisters over here. We'll talk sports with you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Ozone. Peace. Light.